Well, hello and welcome to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship, and I'm so excited to have you joining us as we launch this new year into a brand new Bible reading plan. And then to accompany that Bible reading plan, what we're going to be doing is taking a a section from each chapter of the New Testament throughout the year. And I'm just going to share some thoughts, some insights, maybe explain a little bit, and then hopefully land in a spot where you don't just understand the text, but you're able to apply something into your life based on the the work of Jesus through his death and resurrection, through the entirety of his life and the implications it has for our lives. And so today is, uh, it's actually January 3rd for our reading, but, uh, but we're starting it off looking at Matthew chapter 1. Now, this Bible reading plan, this is something you can you can download in the link below here, or you can connect to our Faith Life channel, which is also in the link below. And so I want to encourage you to do that, and uh, and you can follow along. Ideally, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to grab your Bible, you're going to want to do your Bible reading, and then to to kind of like add on to that. If you want to tune into this YouTube channel, um, or there's also going to be a podcast version of it, lots of different ways for you to interact. But I I really want to encourage you to uh, take it the next step, to give this a listen, uh, consider the Word of God a little bit more deeply than just reading over it, and uh, and hopefully as we get through the entirety of 2022, we're going to be able to look back and say, wow, the Lord has used His Word and His Spirit in my life to increase uh, greater holiness, to increase a greater love for him, a greater uh, awe and worship of who he is, and ultimately greater obedience to the purposes he has for us. And so that said, let's let's jump in. Matthew chapter one. Now, the book of Matthew is a book that is really, it's written by one of Jesus's disciples and his aim, his bent, his desire is to convince really the Jewish people that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah, that he is the long awaited king. And so there's going to be a lot of that theme throughout the entirety book um, as as Matthew, as he quotes the Old Testament, as he makes allusions to the Old Testament, what he's really doing over and over again is he's pointing. He's saying, look, look at Jesus. Look at how Jesus is the fulfillment of God's promises to the patriarchs. Look at how Jesus is the fulfillment of the prophets. Look at Jesus. He is the fulfillment that we've been waiting for. He is He's the one Messiah, the one true King. And so if you open up to Matthew chapter one, and I'm going to read for you, I'm going to start in reading verse one. Now there's some uh, maybe more exciting portions of Matthew chapter one we could use as a devotional. If you get to verse 18 through the end of the chapter, that's telling the the birth narrative or part of the birth narrative. But I actually want for our devotion, I want us to focus in on the genealogy of Jesus Christ, specifically verse 1 and then verse 17. I want to use these as kind of bookends to to really understand what Matthew is doing at the beginning of his gospel uh, and and how this connects to his purpose in showing that Jesus is. He is the the king of the Jews. He is the Messiah. So look at here at at chapter 1, verse 1. It says, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, right from the start here, we have, we have 
a, a couple of heavy hitters in the Jewish history that is be, being announced as as uh, his forefathers. Jesus is a descendant of David, and he is a descendant of Abraham. Now, when we talk about Abraham, for the Jewish people, they, they have all of these these prophecies, all of these promises that were given to Abraham and to the Jewish people, saying that Abraham, uh, remember, God gave him the promises that he would make him the father of many nations, and and he would give him the land. Land, the promised land. And so this is this is kind of a spark in the reader's mind saying, oh, Abraham, this is about the promises. And the same thing with David. David was given the promise that he would forever in his lineage would be the kingship. And so Jesus here now is being linked. He's being linked to Abraham as the forefather of the Jewish people and all of the nation's promises that, that rest on Abraham and his shoulders and his descendants. So Jesus is his son, and Jesus is also the son of David, this king, this Davidic king. And so for us, I want us to say, see, man, this is making a connection. And then you go to verse 17, and it says, So... All the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. You see what Matthew's doing here? Saying, from Abraham to David, from David to the deportation, from exile, and then from the exile to Christ. Saying these these are these fourteen generation segments or or kind of seasons for our history, and and we see that in these these markers something very significant happens. The promises to Abraham, the, the kingship of David, the the reality of Israel's failure and their sin and the consequence of their deportation and then their need for this Messiah, their need for this Savior. And now 14 generations have passed. Messiah has come. Jesus is, he is, he is about to be born. That's what Matthew's saying. Jesus is born. And so he's saying, this is, this is really about, about God keeping his promises. Now that's what I want us to focus in on today. If we're going to focus in on something today, I want us to see, first of all, that God, God is a God that keeps his promises. And you'll notice these are promises that are being kept even, even in a life situation that's really terrible. Israel, in this moment, they are, they are not autonomous. They are occupied by the Romans. They don't have their governmental system working the way they want it to. They're subservient to the Romans. They're basically a conquered people that are, they have some freedom, but it's really under the tyranny of the Romans. And and yet God, in this dark season, in this actually, after 400 years of not having a prophet speak God's word to his people, in this very dark governmentally dark and even spiritually dark season for Israel, God is showing that he is a God that keeps his promises. This reminds us that God is a God that keeps promises to us as well. You might be going through incredible difficulties. You might be in a very dark season. We're we're definitely in a dark season in terms of the United States. And we've had COVID and we've had lockdowns. We've, We've had a lot of turmoil in different churches. We've had a lot of turmoil in different families. We've had a lot of pain and losses. Loved ones have died. And yet in all of that, I want us to remember here, God is a God who always keeps his promises. You can count on that. 
But but secondly, not only is God a God that keeps his promise, but but look here, Matthew's making the point that Jesus is the promise. Jesus is the promise that God is keeping here. The the fulfillment of, of God's promises is really, it's built into the person of Jesus Christ. A little bit later in the chapter, it reminds us that he will be called God with us. And this is who Jesus is, not just the son of David, not just the son of Abraham, but ultimately the son of God and God in the flesh, God with us. See, the gospels, the Bible, Jesus himself, he, he doesn't promise us an eternal, or he, he doesn't promise us an easy life. You know what he promises us? He promises an eternal life. This is this is the promise that we, we cling to. God is a God who keeps his promise and his promise is Jesus Christ. It's not that life is going to go easy and smooth. It's not that life is going to work out perfectly. It's not that your kids are going to be raised in a bubble and never have difficulty. It's not that your finances will be perfect without challenge or that your health will be solid and, and without worry. It's not that your relationships will all be of perfect harmony and unity and peace the promise is Jesus. Ultimately, the promise is Jesus is the one who comes and lives a perfect life that dies in our place, that is buried and resurrected so that when we trust him, we have the promise, not of an easy life, but of eternal life. This is, this is really our devotional today. And so for you, let me ask you, what are the promises you're holding on to? Are you holding on to promises that are not actually promises God has made? Are you holding on onto promises of, of life working out how you want it to? Or are you holding on to the real promises of God, the promises that are fulfilled in Jesus? Are you holding on to Jesus as the Messiah? Well, thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. You know, if this was encouraging to you, I want to encourage you to share it. This is really meant to be a, a ministry to Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington, but it also is uh, in this internet age. This is meant to be a platform for many people to be encouraged by this, many people to be challenged by this. And so I encourage you that as we enter in the new year, share this with someone and maybe encourage them to, to begin the, the reading plan with you. And as they begin that reading plan, uh, tune in every weekday and listen and, and hopefully be encouraged so that you can grow in your faith. We'll see you tomorrow.